Amen. If you'd open your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off, uh, actually, week before last. Last week, we talked about having an excellent spirit and how that relates to the three types of uh, men in the Word of God. And so we want to look at this, give you a very short review, and then uh, look at the, uh, the symptoms of a carnal man. So this isn't, you know, I'm not supposed to judge you. you ju we need to look in the mirror, all right? That, that's the whole purpose of this, not to um, judge somebody else. All right, so let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Now notice that's a little less spiritual, but unto, uh, as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto were ye not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd bless the study. Help us to remember the things we've covered. We pray that uh, it would have an impact on our life. Uh, to realize the three men, natural, carnal, spiritual, and uh, seek to grow in grace, to go on into perfection, and uh, to be mighty in spirit in the things of the Lord, but to walk humbly with our God. And how shall two walk together except they be agreed? We yield your spirit now that he would direct us as to what to say and how to say it, that he would open the eyes of our understanding and our spiritual ears and give us a uh, heart to receive it, uh, that we could be spiritual and uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Just give you a very short review, going all the way back to turning uh, the gray to black and white. We looked at in 1 Corinthians 2, once you begin to exercise your senses and to be spiritual, you will see things you've never seen before. So things will be revealed to you. They were already there. You just didn't realize it. When this happens, you're going to search for more. It's going to be interesting. You're going to become more studious you're going to become more aware. You'll start to search for more answers to life from the Word of God. And when this happens, you will increase in knowledge. So the Bible says we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge 
of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when that happens, you're going to begin to compare. So you'll begin to compare uh, just different things and all the different aspects of life. And when you compare biblically, you will pass righteous judgment. So not according to the seeing of the eye or the hearing of the ear, but righteous judgment from the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit never contradicts the written Word of God. So you cannot say you're living the Bible and then contradict it and say, God's leading me to do something else. You can't do that. So I don't remember where I heard it. Probably Brother Roloff way back. You should not say, I feel led. You should say, I feel read. So uh, I learned a long time ago, chapter and verse. If you're, what is your chapter and verse, the reason you're going to do something, not you're, in, you're so inclined. Because many times we could be inclined a certain way, leaning, but the question is, is this really the will of God? Is, is God in this? So natural man is lost undone with a depraved sin-cursed nature. Carnal man is saved, but he's not spiritual. So he has the potential to be spiritual. He is born again, justified by faith, but still controlled by the flesh, still uh, controlled by the baser things of life. And as we looked at, it means to be sensitive. So what you see, you touch, you taste, you feel. Um, a lot of people confuse that with being spiritual. So if you're sensitive, there's no way you can be spiritual. If you're spiritual, there's no way you can be sensitive or carnal. So the Spirit is not going to lead according to uh, what we feel. Uh, it will be a spiritual inclination that is in harmony and unity with the written Word of God. So all three of these types of men, um, it's a state of existence. Each one has its own nature. It could be revealed, um, it's internal, but it can be re uh, revealed externally or visible. Always will be manifested outwardly. And it has this chronology, natural, carnal, spiritual. And then there is a built-in um, consequence to all of these. So you could have a good or bad. You could have a blessing and a, a prosperity in your life, or you could have setbacks and actually curses in your life if you don't understand these things. So what we want to do tonight is just look at the basic um, manifestations of a carnal man. Now, I have to be honest. I have to look in the mirror. I cannot compete or compare. God is revealing this to me. God will reveal this to you. All these things are between me and God and you and God, so to speak, our individual relationship with Him. But these are the evidences. So um, somebody made the statement recently, how could somebody go to church that long and hear that much? 
but not know very much. You know, how could, how could they claim to be such mighty people of faith and spirituality, but violate the, actually, the uh, evidences of carnality? So uh, it, it's very obvious serving God does not make you spiritual. Uh, people need to get to because you have a job in the church doesn't mean you're spiritual because you have authority in a church does not mean you're spiritual. And because you know a lot of Bible does not necessarily make you spiritual. It's it's all based upon. Did you meditate on the word? Did you hide it in your heart? Did that Bible doctrine make you mature in Christ? Did you grow up? into him to be a spiritual person it's much more than doctrine you know i've known a lot of famous preachers through the years and i can't compare it to them but i've known a lot of people who had a lot of power and influence and some of them i did not consider spiritual at all <laughs> i mean and they had a lot of power so a spiritual man has moved from natural, he got saved, he trusted Christ, he's born again, indwelt by the Spirit, to realizing he's carnal. And so carnal is immature, still controlled by the flesh, then being spiritual. So there are Degrees, we could say, of carnality, degrees of spirituality. Um, and, and these kind of overlap to some degree. So the Corinthian church had a lot of problems. They were taking each other to court. They were suing each other. There was fornication in the church where a man had his father's wife. All sorts of horrible. They were having the Lord's Supper and turning it into a gluttonous feast. Uh, just all sorts of things that, that uh, were going on. They were eating things, sacrificed to idols and the shambles in the marketplace. Just all sorts of things that were going on. And Paul was dealing with this, and he was trying to show them that you're not to follow men, you're to follow God, and no man can do anything. So God made every one of us different in our own way, and we can't help being who we are as far as our personality goes. That's who you are. This is who I am. We try to improve and grow in grace and mature to become uh, more uh, educated, hopefully not. Uh, sophisticated, I don't know if that's good. Uh, but to just be a better person, to grow up, and uh, to be mature, but every man in his best state is just a man. So some plant, you know, Paul says, I planted. I'm the one who planted preached the word. Apollos came along, taught them doctrine, and watered what I planted. But who gave the increase? God. And who did it? Who really did all of it? God. Amen. So we need to give the credit to uh, whom it's due. For a man to seek his own glory is not glory. For any man to seek credit or a pat on the back or accolades, uh, that's not glory. Actually, it's a shame. So we, we want to look at this. This was another 
uh, problem that Paul was dealing with. And I want you to realize right at, this is right after chapter 2. So chapter 2 talked about what do you have to do to move the carnal mind, which is enmity against God, to the mind of Christ. So I want you to look at chapter 2. Look at verse 15 toward the end of the chapter. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 15. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who uh, hath the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So earlier in the chapter, it talks about this carnal mind, which is at enmity against God. The carnal mind gives God occasion to be against you. That's what it means. If someone is controlled by the flesh, this gives God Almighty an occasion to oppose that person. So we're trying to realize carnality and grow into being spiritual from the carnality and to become more aware of it and once again, if we were to, uh, you know, if you'd never heard this study or even thought about it, and we gave out a questionnaire, write the top 10 things that you think is fleshly. Okay. You know, most people would say drinking and dancing and, you know, whatever, carousing, chasing women, whatever it might be, doing drugs. Most people would say that. Um, it's not in this. It's, it's all about they can't get along with other Christians. They think they're better than other Christians, and they've caused um, a division. And so we all have our favorite preacher type. You know, I had my type, you know, and I admit if they quit preaching, I'd quit listening to them. You know, uh, there's some people, they, they're depending on certain things in a way. Other people are irked by the same type. But you have to be very careful of preferring a certain personality that does things a certain way. Uh, now, you can like one better than another because... You, you, that's just what you like, your style, and you can relate to that more. But if you shut off another type, you're going to miss out on the knowledge. You're going to miss. So it's not just the delivery. So hermeneutics is the preparation and delivery of sermons. Homiletics is the delivery of sermons. Every man has his own way. And you know, I'll be honest, I don't do very, I do very little what I was taught. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, we, we I, I, was, I don't know why I went through some of my old, old notes when I was in Bible college, and you'd have to prepare a sermon outline, turn it in. And, uh, I, you know, I got an A minus on one because I didn't do the introduction exactly like they thought it ought to be. So, you know, you have a, um, an introduction, and then you have a statement of this is what I'm going to say. Then you introduce that. Then you have three points, subpoints under that. You have to give illustrations and maybe a poem. And, uh, you know, that, that just doesn't work for me. 
and and I've I've heard preachers where they had ten points and four subpoints under each point, and I'm not criticizing them. But when I left, I didn't know anything they said. <laughs> so uh, a long time ago, I tried to just. It may not seem like it. Get one thing and preach it. And everything you say ought to be to that one thing. And there's different types. So there's um, textual, topical, expository, these ways to prepare uh, messages. But you can't base it on how it comes across with the personality. Listen to what they're saying. Don't listen just to the person. Listen to what they're saying. And then be like the Bereans. They were more noble. Acts 17, why? They went home and made sure that what the preacher said was in the Bible. So I always tell you that. Um, I'm not going to say it unless I know it's true, but don't believe it because I said it. Go home, study your Bible, make sure it's right. You reach your own conclusion. Uh, we don't need any yes men. There's a lot of people looking for yes men. Tell me what I want to hear. No, tell me what I need to hear. You know, there's a lot of people are looking for that, um, whatever the word is. So let's just look at this, and we'll read this again. In 1 Corinthians 3, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. And I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto were ye not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I'm of Apollo, and another, I'm of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Now, I had preachers that helped me grow in grace, taught me. I were under their tutelage and authority. And, but I would never say I'm of a certain person uh, because what happens is some people can think they can do no wrong and it becomes a cult of personality. Uh, so you have to know the difference between loyalty and fellowship and love and blind loyalty. You should never be blindly loyal. Okay? I'm just telling you, in leadership, uh, you should be loyal, not blind. Think it through. See what's really happening. Open your eyes. Look at the big picture. Don't be blinded by just this which is um, right in front of you. So what did Paul say? He said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Now, there's a lot of people when, and I've known them through the years, family members, closer associates. Whenever you bring up something from the Bible, they immediately change the subject. Uh, and or it doesn't interest them. And they will do it without even being aware of it. And a lot of times, it's the uh, meat of the word, the, the more difficult things to ingest. So think about this. We're talking about spiritual meat. 
So you have the milk of the word or the meat of the word, and it has to be ingested. So remember when God told Ezekiel, take the roll. Back then it was on parchments. Eat the roll. And he said, when I did, it was very sweet in my mouth. It was, it was wonderful taste. But once he swallowed it, after a while, gave him a stomachache. Very bitter. Very hard to digest. Why? Because the Bible is much more difficult to live than it is to hear and learn. It's fun to learn. Wait till you have to make a, a real tough decision. Then you'll know, have you really eaten the Word? So you ingest it when you hear it and learn it. You digest it when you meditate upon it. Can you handle it? Can you handle the truth? Can you handle the deep things of God? Because the Corinthians could not. If I know it got to 1 Corinthians 15 at the end on the, the great resurrecting chapter, but all through here, he's trying to correct their immature, carnal ways throughout, throughout the whole book. He's not speaking unto them as spiritual. When, when you're spiritual, you don't have to be corrected all the time on the fundamentals of the faith. You have grown up. You know these things. You're well-grounded. You have experience. You're living it. You don't need to be corrected all the time. It shouldn't be a matter all the time of why are you doing that? Why did you? These types of things. You would be able to focus on the meat of the Word. So the, the, the milk of the Word is for spiritual newborns. You grow in grace. This what is it, what did Peter tell us? Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Right? If you don't desire it, you're never going to consume it and you're never going to grow. After a while, it says we will grow up into him. Grow up. So we follow God as dear children. Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." And at the first, it's, it may not taste good. You know, when you get to that point where, where you're not ready for the meat or you're just getting into the meat or you're not, you haven't fully developed your uh, spiritual molars yet to chew on the spiritual T-bone or whatever your favorite type steak, ribeye or whatever you like, chewing on the, the meat of the Word, um, it's not easy. And... You know, I, I remember when I, the first time I've told it many times, when I read the Revelation and I got through, I just looked and I said, I don't understand a thing I just read. And I immediately started reading it again. And um, it's a long journey of the meat of the Word. And about the time you think you figured it all out, God's going to show you you're just a man. And you're going to restudy it, rethink it. I'm not talking about the fundamentals of the faith, but when you start getting into like, just for instance, uh, chronology of the tribulation, uh, you know, the, the battle of Gog and Magog, all sorts of things, uh, there'll be a verse in there and you'll go, hmm, this is an interesting one. Where does this 
fit in. So, but what I'm getting at is the milk helps us grow, but then we need to get into the meat. But the people who are in the meat, milk of the word cannot have a bad attitude toward those who like the meat of the word. And those who like the meat of the word can't look down on those who still like the milk of the word. So this is why the Bible says we are to esteem one another better than ourselves, preferring one another to let people be who they are and where they're at individually, spiritually. So there are certain subjects you shouldn't bring up to certain people. You know why? They can't handle it. And it'll make them sick. Um, you know, what would you think if your, your child, before they grew their teeth, you know, you're not giving them uh, Gerber's. Is Gerber's still around? I don't remember. Baby food, uh, something great like smashed peas or, you know, one of those great delicacies. Uh, or the carrots, which they get everywhere. And you just cut them up a big old ribeye in pieces that big and say, have at it. And just uh, it's not going to go very well uh, because they're not ready. They're not physically ready. They're not mature enough to digest it. So same things happen with uh, spiritual meat of the word in people who um, hear it. So number one, a carnal person cannot comprehend the meat of the word, deep truth. They can't discern it. They can't relate to it. They cannot understand it. And they cannot digest it. And a lot of times they'll have a, uh, a bad reaction sometimes. It could be they could have a bad reaction. Now, but if they have wisdom, you know, let's say when you first got saved, I'm coming into this and I'm thinking, there's people been here for 30, 40 years. They know a lot of what I don't know. Why would I let it offend me if somebody said something I've never heard before? So a lot of people get their feelings hurt and say, I've never heard that before. It can't be true. Well, why would you even think that way when you've never read the Bible one time? You know, this, this is what you're dealing with. They've never read the Bible one time, and they're going to come tell somebody who's been saved 30, 40, 50 years of what it's like and the way it should be when um, they don't have the ability to make that statement. So a carnal person can't comprehend deep truth. They can't, they don't value it. They don't relate to it. So, because why? They are immature spiritually. They're a babe in Christ. They can only desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby, but they can't handle the truth. So, you know, and, and I'm not belittling anybody, any type of preaching, but. Some preachers never quit preaching the milk of the word their whole life. And they get limited to certain things um, in delivery of a certain way. And then people, that's all they've heard. And they think that's what everybody does. And then they'll, they'll hear something they never heard before. And it's totally shocking. 
I mean, it just like cold water thrown on their face, you know, in, in the bed in, in December. They just can't handle it. Um, I remember our, the first pastor we had, um, my brother was given a book about the angelic warfare. And, I, you know, I never forgot. We took it in the office and said, man, this book has some amazing deep stuff in it. And uh, he looked at it. And he said, you throw that in the trash right now. <laughs> and we still have it right now. Because uh, you know why? It was the meat of the work. He couldn't handle it. And this, this is, goes back. Did, did God make man as a peon or a uh, what's the lowest in a chest? Or a, uh, a pawn. Yeah. Did God make us just a pawn? Um, did God make man to prove something to the angels? Or did God make angels to serve man? You tell me. Uh, it's in there. D deep contemplation. Um, he didn't like it. You know, like at our Bible college, if you got caught with a book by Pink, you, you were out of there. And, you know, um, he doesn't believe exactly like us, but he's a real deep thinker. Um, so I remember the first I started preaching. And, you know, when you learn something new, you want to preach it. Probably young preacher boys are sometimes probably a little hasty in that. But uh, I, I mentioned to this famous, uh, he was over a big ministry about uh, the fallen angels, the Nephilim coming down to the daughters of men. They saw them. They chose wives of which they chose. The offspring was giants. I mean, he got mad at me. I, I got kicked out by bringing up a Bible question to a preacher who'd been to Bible college. That, that's just what's going on out there. Um, is that meaty or milky? Or is that even a word? So, uh, you, th so this is going on all over in all types of churches, all denominations, any Bible student. Is it the milk or the meat? So these are people who like to talk about honest, good things all the time. Um, they don't want to get into anything of depth or controversial, those type things. Um, so is the earth flat or round? I'm not going to give you the answer. Look it up. Okay. What? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, so look what it says in, um, look at verse 3. So this is the evidence. You can't deny it. It says, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you these things, envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Once again, for while one saith, I'm of Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos, are ye not carnal? So this caused a lot of trouble at the church at Corinth because they were picking sides. It wasn't like one group of believers who were serving God and realizing different people in the church had spiritual gifts, and God was using different people in the church to help different members in the church. They turned it into division. So 
What, what are the um, evidences? Once again, this goes over to James chapter 3 there and 4. There are fightings among you. Now, where do they start? That doesn't mean between people. It means within one person. So if you're still fighting yourself, if you haven't made your mind up if the Bible's true or not, or if you're going to serve God the rest of your life or not, or um, what's right or wrong or not, or if you're still struggling with your past or your family or your upbringing, bringing the past into your present, if, you, if you're still fighting yourself, then what's going it says the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. So the word of God, the spirit is lusting for the things of God, but you have the spirit lusting to do what? For envy to cause an inward turmoil and an inward um, troublesome, a, a lack of peace. You're struggling. Should I do this? Should I do that? I can't make my mind up. So uh, a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. Ask in faith, nothing wavering. Claim the promise, stand upon it. Take your burden to the Lord, leave it there. Don't pick it back up. Take it with you. So envying you, you're, there's something inside you you're regretting from the past. I wish I could do that again. I can't. I, that's some things I really enjoyed in the world and sin. I, I wish I could keep that in my life. This inward struggle, but I'm not willing to give it up. I'm not willing to totally cut ties with those things. So then what happens? You can't help it. You're going to start fighting somebody else. You're going to envy somebody else. You're going to be jealous. They have this. I don't. Why do they get to do that? I don't. I don't know why they said it that way. That hurt my feelings. I can't believe that they're going to do that. I wouldn't have done it that way. So now you have um, envying, and then what does that lead to? Strife. So strife is actually contention or disagreement with other Christians. And so then what does that um, lead to? Divisions. So you have envy, strife, divisions. And when you think about it, Paul is telling them, it doesn't matter how educated you are. It doesn't matter how much Bible knowledge you have. It doesn't matter how much you serve God. If, if you have the, if you're envies, and you have strife, and you make division. You're carnal. You're carnal. So I ask myself these things. You should ask yourself these things. And the goal is to be spiritual. And when you're spiritual, you don't fight yourself, and you don't fight others, and you don't pick sides, and you don't follow men. You follow God, and you have a biblical reason for doing that. So we are out of time. Uh, we're going to have a short visit, but just think about this. Peter, though he wrote some of the deepest books in the Bible, he wasn't an educated scholar, right? He was a fisherman. He was probably 
more crass, a little rough around the edges. He wasn't a good orator, most likely. But he was the chief of the apostles. He preached on Pentecost. 3,000 souls got saved. He was given the keys to the kingdom uh, when he preached to on Pentecost and then in Cornelius' house. Uh, Gentile got saved. Apollos was the orator, probably didn't hurt anybody's feelings, very eloquent, probably used a lot of adjectives, you know, very moving speaker. Paul, they, uh, when you study this, he was very small in stature, wasn't very impressive, but he knew the doctrine, and God chose him to give him the doctrine. So you look at these three types. Uh, God used them all. Some plant, some water, God gives the increase. All right, at this